You're listening to Gen X Gamers Podcast. Welcome to Gen X Gamer Podcast. This is Kid Aquarius. I am here with you for episode three, and I am excited to be here. How are y'all doing? I hope you're doing good. It's summertime. Things have gotten hot. I hope your favorite summer hobbies have come into play, and you are making time for yourself, and that you're not just working and playing video games and board games, but you're also, you know, exploring the world and doing whatever makes you happy. So if that's gardening, or if that's wakeboarding, or surfing, or crocheting, or whatever it is, I hope you're doing it. Because it's time. It's summertime. It's time to just give yourselves a break because of all the stress and anxiety that has surfaced in our world in the last few months. For me, I've been fishing a few times, four-wheeling, and I finally got started on one of the most epic board games that has ever been created, and that is Gloomhaven. And for those out there that have been playing Gloomhaven, I've actually owned a copy of it forever now. Well, not forever, but since it came out, really. But I haven't played it because I knew once I jumped in that it was going to be a long haul. And so me and my crew... We started playing Gloomhaven, and I'll tell you what, we have played like eight gaming sessions in just a few weeks. So we have just completely altered completely altered our lives to make sure that it is an integral part of what we do, because it's dang awesome. So for any of you out there, I'm just telling you, Gloomhaven, it is like... It's about the board game equivalent of D&D. You can't get closer to D&D than probably Gloomhaven. It's like a built-in DM for you. So anyway, it's been a lot of fun. That's what my summer's been up to. What's your summer been up to? Hope it's good. Anyway, today I have an exciting episode. It is episode three. And I got to tell you, the name of my episode my episode is Quarantine Got You Down? You need a Breath of the Wild. That's right. We're jumping into Zelda Breath of the Wild and talking about it. Uh, Norman, a friend of mine, and I will be deliberating about the game and just sharing what, what it is that makes us so happy when we play it and what we love about it. So it should be a lot of fun. But before I can get to that, it is that favorite time of the week. It is the gaming news in a minute. Brace yourself. Here we go! Okay, let's start off with some superhero gaming news. Spider-Man has already visited the show once, but this time I bring good news instead of outlandish stories from another country. Miles Morales, the Spider-Man we met in the better-than-expected Into the Spider-Verse, will be coming to the PlayStation 5. Sony announced the first Spider-Man, actually the first superhero game to hit the new console, will be a rendition of Spider-Man featuring our favorite teenage superhero, Miles Morales. Normally I 
wouldn't care about a new edition of the franchise in the gaming world. But if the game can deliver like the movie did, it could be a lot of fun. Another new game that has me interested in the future of gaming and its role in our society is Beyond Blue. This game released recently on Steam and you can play a diver who goes deep into the ocean to discover learn, and really just feel the wonderful awe of nature. The game is more about providing the player an experience as, as much as possible. Reviews are fantastic, and the game is not about anything more than learning all about the coral reefs and our oceans. And I gotta tell you, in a world where education is being redefined and perhaps rediscovered in terms of what it could look like, I can't help but think about what gaming could do for the world of education after seeing a game like this. What if an entire course, what if your biology class was actually a video game that you played in order to learn the content? What if showing mastery of concepts was your ability, ability to accomplish certain goals and achievements within the video game? It could redefine what school looks like in so many ways. Interesting concept. I can't wait to see if something happens to it. Now, last but not least, one of my top games, Smite. It was on my top 10 list as an honorable mention. It's my favorite multiplayer online battle arena game. And I got to tell you, I put the controls down two years ago and I, and I said goodbye. Because quite frankly, the player base of Smite is more snobbier than any other player base out there. And I swore I was done for good. But then I read the news of what's coming. And my all-time favorite genre, character, monster from board games, video games, books, whatever you want to call it, it is being served up as the next deity to join the game of Smite. That's right, Cthulhu is coming to Smite. How can I possibly stay away? Apex and Warzone, friends, I'm sorry. I may have to go on hiatus. Smite is calling me back in an otherworldly voice that only HP Lovecraft can do. I've been summoned. Cthulhu, I am coming for you. I must go. And that is your gaming news in a minute. Gosh, maybe four today. Sorry. Okay, guys, that is our introduction. I'm really excited to jump into the show with my friend Norman. So stick around and we will get going just here in a second. Okay, here we go, guys. I'm excited. I'm here with Norman Kingsford, who is joining me this week to talk about The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. I think it's incredible that we're I'm talking about this game when it was released in 2017, three years ago, and yet it's still something like I have to dedicate a podcast to it uh, just to talk about it a little bit um, because the game's so awesome. And I'm really excited to bring Norman on for two reasons. Reason number one is well, it's Jack's brother. It's Jack's <laughs> younger brother. So you've all met Jack. Norman, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm the, yeah, I'm the younger brother. Uh, always tagging along. So good to be here. You're not tagging along. <laughs> Jack, Jack just wants to be like you. I uh, noticed every time I see you, I recognize that Jack is constantly trying to improve the way he dresses and he goes and works out just so that he can try to <laughs> reach your level of Adonis. 
Oh, well, that's that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is awkward. <laughs> so, uh, Norman, tell us a little bit about yourself. First of all, are you a Gen Xer? So, no. Technically, I'm a millennial. And I remember... I sent you a text about you. You asked me to be on the show, and you, I was like, "Yeah, I'm technically a millennial." And you're like, "Nah, it's for everybody." Because uh, there was one episode I remember you said someone you were making fun of millennials or Gen Z. Gen, okay, Gen Zers. And uh, but but I think that so I'm on the older millennial side, right? The millennials kind of it's a long span, but I'm on the older. So, anyways. Yeah, they kind of refer to Generation Y as millennial. Like, those aren't separate generations, are they? No. No. So, Millennial starts from, like, I've seen a couple, like, 1982, yeah, that's 1980. What I yeah. But, yeah, 1982 till about 96 or 95. So, in my mind, though, there's kind of this gray area there, right? Because from about 80 to 85, I mean, you could swing both ways. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it kind of depends on the family you come from as well, right? Like, so if you are one of the youngest in your family, or if you have older siblings, then they can tend to pull you towards their generation. True. No, that's very true. Yeah. And so Jack is just like a year older than I am. So we were on both on the uh, younger side, right? Of the Or the older side of the millennials, not quite Gen, Gen Xers. And, and so anyways, but we grew up, you know, with the Nintendo. Like that was our first system. We were both... I think like five and six and so and then pretty much we just had the nintendo all the way until nintendo 64 came out because we were so poor and that was the only <laughs> system we had nice so you can relate so i uh i have to say then you are a gen xer in the world of video games i'm claiming you i'm bringing you in especially since the cat's out of the bag now that jack is not an officially a gen x <laughs> so now this is all screwed anybody who's listened to the episodes up till now they're going to be like what Jack's not Generation X. This is a load of sh- oh, crap. I had to keep it family friendly. Otherwise, I have to hit the explicit button. Okay. Anyway, so that was the first reason I wanted to, you know, bring in family members of Norman or of Jack. And so the other reason is um, Norman is kind of in a different circumstance than my other guests because uh, my other podcast guests they come in here thinking they know everything about games. And they have this wild love affair of games where I feel maybe you're a different take on that. So, yeah, let me just explain kind of my background in gaming, right? So when I was five or six, we got the Nintendo as a Christmas gift and we loved it, right? Everybody loved it. And we would play it with the neighbor kids. We'd play it together. We'd, And it was all the games, right? The just... Mario Brothers, Zelda, um, even all those terrible games that they came out with that sucked, right? But we played them anyways because they were the games that we could play with. Uh, And then didn't really play... Well, we played it all through growing up. Like I said, it was the only system we had up until the Nintendo 64 uh, because we just were so poor we didn't have money to get... uh, you know, Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis or anything like that. We played it with when we went to friends' houses, but we never, you know, had the system. So anyways, we got the Nintendo 64, and that was, you know, the best day of our lives again. And I remember we were playing GoldenEye. Remember uh, James Mond? GoldenEye. So that was the first shooter game, Yeah. right? And I remember playing it, I remember liking it, uh, I wasn't as good as 
my friends though and, and my brother right jack and, and i remember getting frustrated playing it and then there was this one time where i was playing i was 16 years old i was playing it against my younger brother who was 10 at the time and i had my friends over at the house who were my age and i was playing against my little brother and then my little brother beat me right i was six years older than him he was 10 years old and, and i remember my friend was like oh uh david you, you, you're supposed to go like this or go that way and and move this way and my little brother's like that's not me that's norman i beat him and i was so embarrassed and i was like you know what i'm not gonna play this anymore so but then like three years later halo had been out for a while and that was like the big thing and my roommate was like yeah let's go play with uh he had some buddies and i was like okay i'll try it again and then i just remember being terrible right i hadn't played it really anything in a few years and then i was getting frustrated with myself and i was getting mad at them for and then they were getting mad at me and it was just like this yeah everybody was getting mad at each other and uh and i was like you know what i i didn't play yeah i was like i'm not i decided to play it three years ago i'm not gonna play anymore and i and i really didn't um until kind of the Wii came out you know and i was like oh this is cool and then um and then i just started getting the itch again to play and now my son he um he's, he's eight now and uh you know i wanted to get him into a system but i didn't want to get xbox and i didn't want to get you know playstation and uh i heard about the switch and some of the games and it was kind of more kid friendly and but then i also wanted a game for myself so uh, and and those those were games that I knew right. So I knew Mario Brothers, I knew Zelda, and I knew that genre, and and uh, you know from the Nintendo, but then also the '64, and um, so that's it's kind of where um, what happened, right? So this last Christmas, I bought it for for my son, well for for all the kids and for myself, and uh, and I've really <laughs> I bought Breath of the Wild, and since Christmas I have just been addicted to it and that is fantastic <laughs> we're gonna get into that you know I have to say Norman you know Nathan of course yeah and you are both just like that right like those competitive games like Nathan wants to play that I know he likes playing those shooter games some but when it comes to the multiplayer player versus player he hates it and he's a good player right like he's 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 really fast and stuff, but he just hates the competitiveness of it. So that's okay. Yeah, and it's not for everybody. And it, I like the the PvP and the PVE, right? It's just I like it's cool playing by yourself because you can suck and work on it and get better and not have people like over you, like ah, shoot over there or shoot. I don't know, making you feel like crap. <laughs> okay, well let's jump in then. Zelda Breath of the Wild. I'm excited to talk about this because Zelda Breath of the Wild, I have spent ridiculous amounts of hours playing, right? Like if I put a number to it, you might worry about me and, and have me committed. Um, but you've kind of just begun the game. So I'm really excited to talk to you and hear a little bit about what it's like to just get started in the game and have a conversation about it. So you, you started talking about the fact that since Christmas, you 
started playing the game and you can't put it down. Why? What is it that you love? Yeah, so it's just this vast world, right? That you, okay, so for the first three months, I pretty much played it a few hours a day, right? Sometimes four, which is bonkers to me because I never played video games for years, right? And and I just could not get enough because there's there's just so many quests and so many things that you're trying to do and get better and 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 uh but then you think about it and i've been playing it for over six months now and i'm still discovering new things in the world and it's it's crazy to me because i'm i've been playing it for six months i'm like i've never been to the year i've never been there and it's just it's i don't know it's it's so cool that it's like you're following this story and you're discovering new things in a game for six months like I, I don't know. Games are are not like that now, or never really have been. So let me ask you this: Where are you in the game? <laughs> so I got to a point where I beat everything and got all the quests, did all the shrines, and then uh, the last. Have you conquered the four beasts? Yes. So I. Conquered oh, jeez! The... You played the game a ton. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I. Con- I but You're an much, expert. So pretty much, the last thing I needed to do was go and beat Ganon, right? But I was like, I wasn't ready to do, I wasn't ready to stop playing. So I just was like, okay, well now what do I do? I'm gonna go get all the Korok seeds. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Norman, you came in here telling me you you didn't think you had played it that much. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, that's like a ton. And you know what's funny is that I'm the same way. So I've played the game for hundreds of hours. Well, not hundreds and hundreds, but over a hundred hours, I would say. And I have done everything except for beat Ganon. <laughs> I refuse to beat Ganon. I know, because then it's over. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I know that when I beat him, like obviously you could still play the game, oh, but yeah. I know if I beat him... You're not going to want to. I know. Yeah. I, want, I, want, I want it to keep going. Which is funny, because actually this last week, I bought the, the expansion pack. The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like starting... So, okay, for this last month, I've just been doing the Korok Seeds... Right, just and I've gotten like everything that you can upgrade. Right, the, yeah. The yeah. You know, with the Korok seeds, I've done. I've passed. So now there's like 450 more Korok seeds. And I'm like, well, I just get them all. And Shut up. <laughs> there's 900 total. There's 900. Yeah. You're gonna get them all. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but it started oh, like shoot. for this last month, I was like, it's just getting Korok seeds. And now that I added the expansion pack, it's like it, I started over again. I'm like, this is amazing. Now I remember how like intense it was and uh, it's, it's cool okay so when you got the download the dlc pack did you did you implement that map that shows you everywhere you yeah. walked how yeah. cool is that it is it was eye open i was like okay so i haven't been there but i've been <laughs> yeah it was cool okay so we got to get into some of the things then let me ask you this i have some questions for you so let's first talk about side thing to do in the game do you have side things that you love to do like, besides the main quest, what are just some of the side quests or side things that you enjoy? So, I think that's one of the brilliant things about the game, right? So, there's there's your main things that you have to do, but then it, there's all those little side quests, which uh, one of the funnest ones that I loved was building the house, your, your own little house, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember at first it was like, it was like 300, or no, it was 3,000 rubies to get it. And when you're starting the game, you have... 
nothing. <laughs> that seems like the yeah, end of the I'm game. like, how in the heck am I going to get 3,000? But then you get it, and then you get more, and you're upgrading your house, and then you go and you actually build the town with the guy. Yeah. It, that, that whole thing, that whole side quest for me was probably the, the funnest side quest. Uh, just because it, it's so involved, and it's so long. Um, so that, that was a good, good time. Nice. Well, I'll tell you some of mine. Okay. Is that cool? Um, I love on Eventide Island where it strips you of everything that you have and you still have to go kill one of those like uh, uh, centaur-like beasts. I forgot the name of them, um, but they're still, like the most difficult thing in the game to, to fight. And uh, anyway, that, that part really upped the uh, difficulty level for me. And so I really like that. I love the Lost Woods of trying to figure out how to get into the Korok forest. <laughs> Ironically, the craziest thing I love doing in the game is just like finding some scenic place and sitting there and watching the screen. <laughs> like I've just climbed Mount Everest. You know? And then just fly. Like it is the weirdest thing, but I love it. It's funny you say that because, so I have a two-year-old son as well, and he doesn't watch cartoons really. He'll sit for a little while while my other kids are watching cartoons. Then he'll get up and walk around. But when I'm playing Zelda, he'll come and sit on my lap, and he'll watch me play forever. Like, cause it, it's like such great graphics, and it's like he think I don't know what he thinks if I'm playing or if it's just a cartoon to him. But he can watch that and not watch, you know, TV. It's so funny. That is funny. Zelda is Zen. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Okay, cool. Next, what about? Uh, do you have a favorite character besides Link? So I. When, I, when I'm thinking about the characters, I really found it intriguing when, okay, so when he goes to like Zora's domain and, you know, he's talking to the princess Zora, is that her name? Yeah, you got um, it. Yeah. And, and then there was kind of like this, they were like alluding to like a love interest between them. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Are you talking about Prince Sidon? We're talking about the Aqua people, right? Yes. Because yeah. cause, uh, after you save her, I think they like they show some memories, and then, uh, but and it was almost like a love interest. Mm. It seemed like and I don't remember. It was the first one I beat. Yeah, it was the very. It was first the first. It, it was the first one I beat too, because it's the closest one. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I got to the closest one. Um, and, but I just thought it was so funny because everybody in the you know in the game they just love Link. You know, he's the best, and and obviously you know we love Link. Uh, but it's like this, this aqua fish lady and Link were kind of like getting it on. <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought that was a cool little. I don't know. It That's was cool. interesting. I actually one of my favorite characters is the prince that commissions him to do that because he's like your number one fan and he flips out. Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. Uh, what about funniest thing to do in the game? So my favorite thing to do is again with the Korok. Um, little guys yeah is to hit them afterwards <laughs> or shoot them with an arrow because they're they're just standing there and they're like oh oh and <laughs> i don't know I, I i just think it's hilarious i do it every time okay uh one of the best parts i think of zelda as well is just all of the different outfits you can get mm. so do you have a favorite outfit yeah so my favorite outfit is is the uh, stealth one or the uh, okay. Sheikah. Chica Slate one? Yeah. No, no I, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. I, like, 
to me, that's been the most useful one. Just sneaking up on and you know grabbing things that you need, or sneaking up on on bad guys and and beating them. But yeah, it's it's the most stylish. It looks cool. And I, I colored it too. I didn't really like the you know the in in the village where you can change the color of your your costumes. So I colored that one black. Oh, it looks so much better black. What did it start out as? It's like a blue. Uh, I color all my costumes. Do you? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> I have to figure out which ones I like and then kind of change them. My favorite uh, my favorite outfits are the barbarian. And did you get did you unlock the the. The skeleton, the glow-in-the-dark skeleton. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. Why, though? Why the barbarian? Oh, it's just so, like, uh, I don't know, it's different. Yeah, but I never felt like it really helped me. Oh, yeah. In terms of utility, the in terms of utility, my favorite one is the climber outfit. Yeah. I, I mean, that's kind of my default that I always put on is the climber. Okay. Just because I'm climbing all over the place. I, I really enjoy that part of it, but... Uh, so that's, in terms of the most helpful, I personally put on that one. But I just like the way it looks. Yeah. I like the barbarian it's, it's and the cool. skeleton one. I mean, the skeleton one's pointless, but it's kind of cool. Well, I just found out recently, though, the skeleton one is um, like a stealth one when you go up against the bone guys. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Because so they think you're a skeleton. Yeah, yeah. So they don't attack you. Exactly. Oh, exactly. cool, cool, cool. So See, it, acts like, uh, it acts like those, the mask that you put on with... Uh, the, you know, the lizard guys. I wish I knew their names. Yeah, I, I, you know what? As much as I love Zelda, I don't sit and memorize all, memorize all the There's... names. I'm not that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I have, so, did you play any other Zelda games? Or yeah. Or is this the only one you remember? So, it's funny. So, uh, what got me really into Zelda was the, um, the, so the Zelda game from the 64, the Ocarina of Time. And I liked how... Um, Which is of, fantastic. Yeah, no... One of your uh, the one of your guys Brandon that, Brandon he came in and he talked about that when you guys ranked him, and he was so right he was because that game really it was so awesome and it just changed everything I think of of Zelda because I remember playing Zelda the the original Zelda on the Nintendo yeah as a kid and 2D. it was it was so hard you're just walking around doing you didn't, you don't know what you're doing and uh, so I bought the uh, the classic Nintendo. Before I bought the uh, Switch, and I beat the original Zelda for the first time in my life. Because <laughs> I couldn't as a kid. When you're 30. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, it was it was a phenomenal game. It really is. It's a phenomenal game. Considering but, when it came out and right, all of that. Right, yeah, But yeah. it was so difficult. And um, But this other, you know, the one for the 64, the Ocarina of Time. And then they came out with Majora's Mask. Um, yeah, you got it. And... Uh, and that one was good too, but but yeah, this that one just kind of set the tone. And really, um, like Brandon was saying, Zelda they could come out with any game, and people will just buy it because of because of that oh, game. Oh, totally. Yeah, I, I I think in my last episode, I don't know if you listened to it, but I talked about the fact that you know they they announced Breath of the Wild two. Yeah, no, I I did listen. Man, to that. I. I want that to come out so bad. I think yeah. once there's an official release date for that, I think I'll go beat Ganon. <laughs> I think then I'll be like, okay, now's the time. It's the right time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Okay, well, anything else you'd say about Zelda? Let me ask you this. So, is Zelda a secret part of your life? 
Right. Like, I know you'll sit and talk to me about it, <laughs> but maybe this isn't something you are sitting around at work saying, uh, yeah, so I play Zelda no. four hours a day. <laughs> no, actually, once I like, once I found it and, and realized how amazing it was, I started telling and talking to everybody about it to f- see who was into it. And then I found that like the engineers at my work were all into Breath of the Wild and into Zelda. And they, I was like, guys, it's amazing. And I was like, like I don't know. It opened this door for me at work. Like, uh, it's so funny. Um, That's funny. And then my wife, you know, she's like, she's like, why are you wasted so much time playing that? And she's, she's never been into games. She never had a Nintendo system or anything like that. Right. And, um, and so I don't know if she understands really that, that side of, of, I don't know, of life. It's just this magical world for... It is. <laughs> it's an escape. Yeah. It for sure is. Thanks for getting with me and geeking out about Zelda. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's... I, uh, I am also excited for Breath of the Wild 2 to come out. I'm going to buy that. And uh, if... I Like, I, I was excited to come on the show, really, too, to... to I think that... I think your audience, I, I mean, I don't know who your audience is, but there could be like extreme gamers and then there could be really just people like me that, that kind of liked it before and kind of, you know, like games. And But this this game really is just, I think, fantastic for, for any gamer or for any person that, that, that can play video games just because you, you progress yourself, um, you know, as, as you're playing and... Um, you you progress the the character and I don't know it's just a fantastic fantastic game that they built um, I just I'm blown away by it every time I play it's just fantastic. Well, you know, Norman, to uh, what you said is really insightful and to help validate it, let me tell you, I have an older brother who he I know he likes video games, right? And we'll talk about video games. He actually played Diablo with his daughter. And uh, it was kind of something they bonded over. But outside of that, he doesn't play many video games, like at all, really. He, as soon as I did the podcast, and in those first few episodes, I think in that very first or second episode, I talked about what you should do during quarantine. And I brought up this idea of playing Legend of Zelda for it. And he said, he told me afterwards, he's like, so Corey, I decided to uh, take you up on what you said in the in the podcast and try out Zelda Breath of the Wild while I was quarantined and he had the exact same response, right? Like he doesn't play PVP, he doesn't play very much video games at all. He would not call himself a gamer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but he loved Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah. It was just this this peaceful escape where you feel really good. I don't know, it's see, something. See, and so but I'm the same so cuz I like I don't like wasting my time I don't like wasting my time on games that I'm not going to like, but I also don't like wasting my time on shows I'm not going to like, right? And and so, like, I have work, I have my kids, I have, you know, family, and then I have, you know, games, right? But but I want to... And, and that's why I like this podcast, because you're like, well, try this game, or try... And, and, you know, there's select few that I'm like, okay, well, I don't like that genre, but I'll try this one. And so... But this one, this game is just fantastic. <laughs> so if you haven't played it, and you're listening, you have to. It is so amazing. 
and uh, they deserve every penny so that they can go make more just like it. <laughs> uh, I couldn't say it better myself, so we're going to end there. Uh, when I come back from this break, I'm going to tell you what game of the week I suggest to you for this week. It's not going to be as good as Zelda Breath of the Wild, but hey, some of you have beat that, so you need a new game to play. So stick around. I'll say goodbye. I'll tell you what's in store for next week. for joining me today to talk about Zelda. I had a great time. I hope you guys had a great time. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't. Like us, leave us a positive review or a negative review. Just leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to uh, podcasts on. Don't forget to also visit us at genxgamers.us. That website has links to lots of content and lots of different things. If you send me your top 10 list, I'll get it up there. I have like five or six that I still need to get up there. And I just hope you're participating. Thank you for listening. I owe you a game of the week. So what am I going to deliver? Let me tell you what my game of the week is. And I do have to say, it's a bit of a guilty game of the week in the sense that it's a no-brainer, right? I am not going out on a limb when I tell you that there is a game you should be playing. That game is a Divinity Original Sin 2. You heard Norman talk today about the fact that he doesn't like PvP and it makes him feel, you know, he doesn't like the competition part of it. And that's one thing that Zelda brings for him. Well, Divinity Original Sin 2 is another game that actually you can play with a group of friends or you can dive into all by yourself. Either way, it is guaranteeing you one of the all-time best role-playing adventures in the history of gaming. GameSpot gave it 10 out of 10, which by the way, they're pretty picky with their 10 out of 10 reviews. It could easily be one of the contenders for Game of the Decade. If you have not picked up Divinity Original Sin 2, give it a go. I guarantee you, you're going to enjoy it. This game can be played on the PC, the Xbox, the PS5, and on the Switch. So you have no excuses. At the very least, watch a trailer and decide for yourself, but I know you'll like it. Okay, my friends, have an awesome week. Make balance in your lives. Spend time at your job. Spend time with your family. Spend time outdoors and spend some time gaming. You deserve it. Have a wonderful week. <laughs>